All right, guys, welcome back into another PGA DFS video. This week we've got the Houston Open, which I actually really am looking forward to this one just because of the DK pricing. They really priced it out correctly, so there's not any like absolute must plays or plays that we're really being forced into. I mean, there's a couple of them, but they're surrounded by quality plays as well. And I'll talk about that, that in the video here, but really you can make any build that you want work, which is kind of fun. So you're not exactly being forced into a certain lineup path and you can really kind of make the builds that you want to make this week. So it's pretty exciting. It's very rare that we get that. We can kind of make any build that we want work. You can pay it for DJ, DJ and Tony Fino and feel good about it. You can also do like a kind of fair and balanced approach and feel good about it. So it's going to be a fun week. Uh, let's just talk about last week real quick. Last week was super interesting. So we'll get into it. So we got Denny McCarthy and Stuart Sink, which really helped cash. Actually, I had a lineup, my secondary lineup, have three out of six across the cut line cash because those two stepped up and played well. And then you look at kind of the disappointments. Justin Silly and Christopher Ventura really choked on Friday evening on the back stretch. I think they were combined like plus 10 on the back nine, uh, really crumbled. And they actually had to finish out their round on Saturday morning due to lights. Uh, you know, on Friday, the sun went down a little bit earlier. They weren't able to finish the round. That was the longest cuts, whatever, honestly. It really sucked. It sucked that both of them missed the cut. And had they made the cut, it could have been a huge week just by the simple fact that I was able to cash with three out of six across the cut line, mostly due to Denny McCarthy and Stuart Sink. Um, but other than that, other than those disappointments, it was a fine week. Like, it's still a little bit of profit, surprisingly. I honestly, I thought on Friday, I'm like, oh, there it goes this week. Surprisingly, Denny McCarthy and Sink were able to come out and play well. Uh, David Hearn as well, top 10 finish, the second rate value play on the board, went out and played well as well. What's kind of upsetting is that other than like Harold Varner, uh, mid-tiers did really well. And this was kind of the base that I wanted to be on for my player pool. I didn't really want to go into the low exposure plays. This was supposed to say value tier plays. I don't know why I did that last week, but... Um, those were okay. Not nothing to write home about, but almost a great week wasn't. Unfortunately, still was able to cash. Still was able to profit. Um, still those separation points. I was really shocked that Wesley Bryan was like fifty percent owned and Stewart Sink was like fifteen. That was shocking to me. That was incorrect. They were right around the same price point, and Stewart Sink was actually the one checking all the boxes, where Wesley Bryan was mostly checking all the boxes. So, so that was interesting to see. But let's get into this week, guys. All right, so much like last week where we thought we were going to be on the right stats, kind of just because we saw that last year where the stats came true to have a good week, we kind of know that this week as well because we're on Lanto Griffin last year and kind of had a pretty decent week last year as well. Uh, so we know which stats to be on. And I hate being on driving distance as a key stat because it's so, I wouldn't say pointless, but... It's very rare that actually driving distance is a key stat for a full field, for the whole field. Now, yes, Bryson DeChambeau, that's one player, that's one outlier where driving distance can matter. Very rarely we see driving distance actually be a key stat, but we actually do have that this week. Typically, the players that are driving a little bit longer are setting themselves up a little bit better. Um, strokes gain T to green kind of echoes that. That's the most key stat this week that we have. Um, Going to be favoring that pretty heavily, actually. And then strokes gain approach, birdie to bogey ratio as well. Uh, sometimes this can get a little bit windy. We saw last year it get a little bit windy, get a little bit difficult. But overall, birdie to bogey ratio is going to be the key stat that we want to go with. Um, you could look at greens and regulation if you're kind of worried about a player making the cut instead of strokes gain approach. That typically 
helps a little bit, you know, casually safer, but that's what we're going to be looking at for this week. So let's get into course history. So course history, Russell Henley has actually been playing really well here throughout his career. He had 61st finish here last year and then three straight top 10 finishes. Uh, Stuart Sink, 10th place or 9th place finish here last year, 23 and 33rd finish in the years prior. Phil Mickelson, three straight made cuts here as well. Pretty shocking there. And then Luke List, four straight made cuts here as well. This kind of has been the marquee tournament for Luke List's career. And then just looking at recent form, James Hunt, three straight top 10 finishes. He's been playing great. Tony Finau, Dustin Johnson, Victor Hovland. No surprise there that those guys have been playing some great golf recently. Now, we haven't exactly seen them too much this year. I uh, think DJ has really only played the U.S. Open, but obviously he won that. He was playing well before that as well. But let's get into the picks for this week. All right, guys. So get into the picks for this week. You know, DJ and Tony Fina are going to be great pay-up plays. Now, DJ on my stat model is not ranking out well. That's just because the data that we're pulling him from, it's all from the U.S. Open. So he hasn't played since then. Uh, obviously, the U.S. Open played pretty difficult. So uh, his stats are a little bit skewed that way. Uh, just looking at last year's data, he would be a top 10 staff fit. Um, so take that for what it's worth. Obviously, he was in great recent form prior to the U.S. Open. Uh, his only course history here is a third-place finish. Honestly, DJ's game is set up perfectly for this course. He should be able to go out in top 10, no doubt, especially with the way that he's been playing. He has a good shot to win this week. And honestly, if he doesn't, I think Tony Finau could pull through. Tony Finau's been playing great golf recently. Um, 24th finish here in 2018, 34th finish here in 2017. He missed a cut in 16, but whatever, that's, you know, it's pretty far away. He is a top 10 staff fit, and that's just including the U.S. Open, which obviously that kind of hurt his stats a little bit, and the Zozo Championship. So Tony Finau makes for a great play this week. Uh, both Finau and DJ are top 20 in driving distance and strokes gained tee to green. Uh, and then Tony Finau is top 10 in strokes gained approach. Uh, they both have been putting pretty decent as well. So, you know, those are the two clear-cut pay-up options for you this week. And then, it, it, you know, it gets tough. You know, Terrell Hatton, been a 9-to-5 guy for a while now. I'm not going to fade him this week, although I'm not going to be on him that much. He has struggled in events where driving distance seems to matter. So that is the only worry with him. He ranks 150th on tour. But other than that, there's no reason to fade him. Uh, you know, I think he's going to be fine. Hideki, you can play. Victor Hovland, you can play. Those are fine. Russell Henley, though, is the one that I want to bring up because Russell Henley has been playing some great golf recently. He's checking all the boxes, to be honest with you guys. So Henley has made the cut in his last eight starts, obviously T25, T27, and then two top ten finishes. Now, yes, those were no-cut events, whatever. It doesn't really matter too much to me. He is a top 15 stat fit. His really two bad stats are driving distance so far this year and total putting so far this year. Other than that, <laughs> electric. He's first in birdie to bogey ratio, eighth in strokes gain Tina Green, and eighth in strokes gain approach. He is the top 21 in uh, ball striking as well. I already talked about his course history. 61st, 8th, 1st, and 5th. That is absolutely phenomenal. You're not going to get much better than that. After Russell Henley, Sun JM is actually propping a decent amount staff fit-wise. He's actually grading out as the best player in the field this week, model-wise, pricing-wise as well. That's mostly due to his stats and recent form. He hasn't played at this course in the last four years. I don't know. Sanjay does worry me, though. Um, look at the no-cut events. Those were not good finishes. So the data gets a little bit skewed there with the no-cut event, but 
you know, Sanjay at this price point, given how good of a staff it is, I don't mind it for GPPs. Then we're going to get down into the mid-tier here. So Doc Redman going to be an interesting play again this week. Very hit or miss. We've seen that throughout his career now. But when he hits, it can easily be a top 10 finish or a top 30 finish. It's pretty nice to lock that in if he makes the cut. It's pretty much he's either playing well and he's going to get a top 30 finish or he's not playing well and he's going to miss the cut. We've seen that kind of throughout his career now. But Doc Redman had a 13th overall finish here last year. He grades out as a top 20 stat fit at this price point. I like him a lot. Overall, my model, he's grading out top 10 as well. So Doc Redman going to be a great GPP play, although you just can't trust him in cash. Going lower here, this is where it gets super uh, difficult here, guys. So Cameron Davis, James Hahn, Stuart Sink, Danny McCarthy, Emiliano Grillo. Five quality plays right there. And honestly, if you wanted to play all five of them in your uh, cash build, in your main build, you can go ahead and do that. Although... We've seen lately that there's players in this price point range where you have no reason to fade them other than the fact that you have no reason to fade them and they kind of just don't do well. We saw that with like Justin Sud a little bit last week and we saw that with uh, Wesley Bryan, although Wesley Bryan had missed a cut uh, two events ago. So we'll talk about Cameron Davis starting off. So Cameron Davis missed a cut here last year, but he's great now as a top 12 stab fit. Been great recent form here. Dude's made seven straight cuts in a row. I've um, been playing great golf, so not exactly a cash play because he did have that missed cut here last year, but great stat fit, um, great recent form. I do like him as a quality play. Um, we'll go a little bit lower here now. So James Hahn, dude is checking all the boxes. So three straight make cuts here, and it's been getting better each year here. So missed cut in 2016, 49th in 2017, 32nd in 2018, and a 23rd in 2019. He's grading out as a top 10 staff fit. Uh, lacks in driving distance, 140 in that. And he's also 128 in total putting, so that does worry you. But if he does have a quality putting week, he could go out and win this week. Every other stat that we're looking at is top 20, which is absolutely phenomenal. He's also made three straight make cuts in a row that have been top 10 finishes. So since the restart, or since the new season, James Hahn has been playing great golf. Now, yes, this was kind of the trap with Justin Sud last week. But, you know, you just kind of got to go with it. Guys checking all the boxes, that's what we got this week, and I think makes for a great GPP play. Stuart Sink was kind of a surprising price point for a guy that just went off and had a great week, and he grades out as a top-five stat fit, second-best play in my model this week. Um, three straight make cuts here at this course, all of them being T33 uh, or better finishes. Obviously, great, great recent form. Heck, he only missed three cuts dating back to last year, so... Chances are Stuart Singh is going to make the cut, and chances are he's going to have a good week. Uh, it's just going to be tough to fade Stuart Singh at that price point. He is checking all the boxes, and he's just way too cheap. Danny McCarthy here, I can get it if you want to fade him a little bit, but four straight made cuts in a row on the tour. He's a top 15 staff fit this week. Had a ninth finish here last year. Had a 43rd finish the year before that, so checking all the boxes as well. Going to be tough for me to fade Stuart Singh and Danny McCarthy. Then Emiliano Grillo as well. Not the best stat fit, okay? He's only ranks 33rd for me this week. But he did have a third finish here in 2018. Solid recent form. I mean, they've pretty much all been like top 30 finishes right around there. We saw some upside with him a while back, but since the season started, <laughs> been pretty much just top 30 finishes. So Rillo, also great play. 
And honestly, this price point range is going to be the make or break point of the slate. Getting those five players correct is going to be the make or break point on the slate. All right, so real quick, Sam Burns. Interesting GPP flyers. So the guy ranks ninth in driving distance, first in total driving, second in uh, ball striking as well. Uh, his only stat that he's bad at is strokes gain total, which is kind of shocking with what I just said. Um, makes for an interesting play, though, overall. Strokes gain approach, he's 13th. You know, we see the upside with him. He can go out and have a good week here, although he didn't miss the cut. He's a little bit better right now career-wise. <sighs> Find GPP flyer at that price point. There's a lot of decent GPP flyers um, lower on this week. Luke List, who I said has great course history here, um, kind of been a little bit hit or miss recently, but he's a guy where has great course history here. Um, strong staff fit. Um, three straight or four straight finishes of top 30 or better here. I don't mind him as a GPP flyer, not a bad play. And then I don't get this with Adam Shank, guys. What is going on with DraftKings? Do they hate him? Do they love him? I really don't know. He was a, like a 10K play at the Corrales, and then since then he's been getting price decreases, and he's finished top 32 or better in every start. Guy's made 11 straight cuts in a row. He's always been like right around a top 30 stat fit and right around a top 30 play. He made the cut here in 2018. He's checking all the boxes once again, and he is – Got a price decrease. I don't really get that. So, yes, he is eventually going to miss the cut, but you don't really want to bank on him missing the cut when he's been playing this well. It's just a weird thing, and I don't really get why he's priced that low. I will say Scott Pierce has been playing better as well. Two straight top 20 finishes, uh, decent course history here, a 24th and a 19th finish. And then going down to our favorite value play last week, he might be the favorite value play again this week. Bo Hostler again. 13th finish here last year, second the year before that, 39th the year before that. Top 34 stat fit, uh, great recent form as well. For a value play, I mean, that's very solid. Very rare to find this in a value play two weeks in a row. Um, yeah, just going to be tough to pass up. But like I said, you got those five players in the mid-tier. That's what makes this week interesting because we have a lot of quality plays at quality price points. Then after that, Austin Cook. It's really the only other one that's catching my eye value-wise where I feel good about it. There's some longer shot guys where it's all right, but this one is the one where I'm feeling best about it. 17th finish here last year. Um, he hasn't played that many events this season, but he is ranking out as a top 10 stat fit. Um, he is top 30 or better in uh, birdie to bogey ratio, strokes gain to the green, strokes gain approach, total driving, ball striking. So he is checking a lot of boxes for what we want to see. Obviously, the recent form has been a little bit hit or miss, but he's been finding ways to make cuts pretty much since the PGA Tour restart. So only two missed cuts there out of his last 10 events. I like that. And this is a course where we saw him have upside, good stat fit. He makes for a quality um, value play at that price point. But that's all I have for you guys. If you want to join 9to5Nation, it is $10 a month. We give you the best plays with the best value. $10 a month, take out the fluff. We just get right to the point. These are the plays that are going to help you guys profit, help you become a better PGA DFS player. So if you're interested in joining, the link is in the description below. Remember, Masters is right around the corner as well. So you guys can join the NFL DFS membership as well. That's $10 a month as well. Been on a, a tear there as well. So it's been pretty good all around for 9 to 5. We've kind of been on a heater. So hope to have you guys join. If you don't, please, please just give me a like and subscribe. I do appreciate that. Um, thanks for watching, guys. And as always, let's keep cashing.